Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm Ray Allen, your host, uh, president and CEO of Peppershock Media and founder of the marketingexpedition.com. And today we have Zuzana Dobro coming from, well, she was former Czechoslovakian. She's a Slovakian now. And she, as a kid, she was told never to, she would never be able to leave her country and see the world or have freedom to be whoever she wanted to be. And after the Iron Curtain came down, she moved to England, speaking very little English, uh, with only, what, 200 pounds in your pocket, Susanna, right? And That's she right. gradually <laughs> made her way uh, through working in the creative industry and got uh, an offer to be able to join a big corporation. We'll have to talk about that. And she got her dream job as an interaction uh, and UX designer, but she said something still felt odd. She had this unstoppable desire to fulfill her childhood dream to travel around the world, and that's what she's doing now. And she quit the security of the corporate job and traveled solo for two years and even backpacked to Antarctica. And after her trip, she merged her passion for adventure travel and human evolution with design and creative problem solving expertise. And she embarked the journey, I love the word journey, uh, on entrepreneurship. <laughs> and she's created the WHO, H-W-O method. We'll have to find out what that means. And it, she helps entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, experts, and agencies to get to know their customers deeply to avoid pitfalls of attracting the wrong people. Oh, we know what that means. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so, Susanna, you love to explore. Tell me more. Ray, thank you so much for having me on your Marketing Expedition podcast. You see, right. I love journeys, and it seems like you love expeditions. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, what, what drove you from, what originally got you out of, out of the country, like when you were younger, right? How did you, how did you get out? Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, you know, I was born in Czechoslovakia uh, during the communist time. Uh, so all my childhood, you know, I spent, spent in a regime basically growing up, you know, behind the curtain. Right. And uh, I always had this dream, you know, I was reading a lot of books as a kid. Uh, and uh, I always was dreaming about being able to see the different places. But uh, the reality during the day was very different. You know, I was always, uh, you know, being told, like, oh, you can't travel no, you cannot, you know, you will never be able to go. And, you know, all this, all this stuff. Uh, Don't that, tell me no, because I'm going to do uh, it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. So, uh, you know, that, that was just like a big dream for me uh, to be able to, you know, explore more. And I, I was very fortunate that when the change came, uh, I, I was in a secondary school. Uh, so, you know, I was starting to basically see the changes and I was like, whoa, hold on a second, like, what's happening? Like, uh, you know, how big is this change? Like, it was, it, was, it was a big mess, you know, for many people, I would say. And, you know, it took some years, uh, you know, transitioning from, from a regime now, like, okay, oh, democracy, oh, what is that? Right. <laughs> Especially for younger generations, because, you know, I, if I was born in, in, in a certain, uh, certain, you know, regime, and I didn't know how it was before until my grandparents told me, and, and my mom also, you see. So, you're, you're, you know, your family will educate you, according, will educate you uh, accordingly, but still, you know, it's not the same when someone tells you this is how it used to be, where, uh, who, who actually lived through it, 
where if you live through it, so you, you can't, you don't have those sensations, you don't have those experiences. So I was super curious and uh, I left my country when I was 18, I went to England to learn English. <laughs> ah, yes, you did and you're doing quite well now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, uh, to be honest, it took me, it took me some years, you know, to really, uh, to, you know, master language. And one thing I definitely realized is that uh, better English I spoke, you know, each year it was better and better and better, uh, better opportunities I was able to have because, you know, that, that obviously gives you, gives you a better, you know, uh, expression, right? You can, uh, you can defend your work more, and especially like I, I you know, uh, was uh, working in creative space uh, as a designer and obviously uh, you need to explain your thoughts, you need to explain your process, you need to explain how did you get to this result, you need to defend your work. You have to present, uh, you know, and, and like if you don't know how to speak, like <laughs> there's no chance. I mean, yes, you could be, uh, you could be locked up somewhere in a studio uh, doing illustrations and not wanting to have that interaction with clients, but I love having that element, you know, with clients. So I was that type of personality uh, that that I would want to be in the meetings. I would, you know, want to be part of the process. Uh, I very much never really enjoyed when someone told me what to do. Oh yeah, I can <laughs> it's, it's from my childhood, I guess. Like no, don't tell me no, 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 no. Hold on, I have. Tell me I have no, my I'm gonna do it anyway. Way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so you were going through and you worked for a big corporation and, and tell me about that a little bit. What, what were you doing? Yeah. So, you know, like for, uh, before that, uh, you know, I was working across, uh, different, uh, design studios, uh, very like, you know, very boutique, very cool work, uh, very, uh, fun lifestyle, uh, you know, mm -hmm. for the creative, uh, in London and then uh, I actually got uh, there was a headhunter that reached out to me and I said hey you know I have this interesting role uh, but it's for big corp would you be interested which means for a you know for, for a creative like me at the time I was like oh okay well to go in-house nah. right. <laughs> nah. oh. <laughs> like, what is that all about but then I was curious and I was like okay yeah. hold on Okay, so before I actually dismiss anything based on my assumptions, let me just check it out, right? Uh, so, so I started to, you know, I just just uh, ask more questions. You know, what is the team about? Uh, what is the work about, right? I would actually really enjoy it, and uh, and it was very interesting um, because I I, I had that after all <laughs> being yeah. a designer, right? It's okay. It could be. Yeah, anyway. I I like. You know, I, I parked my assumptions uh, for, a, for a second and I just really focused on what type of work it would be. And it was very much aligned to what I was doing uh, before where I was a lead uh, designer and I was doing a lot of work for entertainment clients. Uh, so a lot of, lot of movies, uh, especially, uh, which, was, which was a lot of fun, you know, like you, you get to go uh, and see a pre-screening uh, of the movie so you can actually work on that and creating campaigns. And, and this work for the, you know, bigger corporation uh, was similar. So they had very similar clients. Uh, and it had something even more interesting is that I had an opportunity to work on R&D products for advertising oh. industry. That would be right. then actually if they would, you know, pass and if they would be uh, basically, you know, tested out and, and really, you know, uh, embraced by the industry that they would be implemented. And that was something like, ooh, this is interesting, you know. I yeah, so, so I was very scur very curious, and and I said, okay, well, let, you know, there's 
I will never know until I try it. So, so I went for it uh, and, uh, you know, I stayed in that role almost three years, I would say. So the team was really cool. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I learned a lot about, you know, big, uh, big uh, company, how it works. Uh, you know, it, it just gives you a very good perspective. So now, now, now I can, you know, honestly say that I can compare both sides uh, right. because I've been there and I experienced it and I know, what works, what doesn't work, you know, what are the advantages, disadvantages. So, uh, you know, overall, a uh, very positive experience uh, when I look back now, you know, so I learned a lot in that, in that role for sure. Cool. And then, so from there, what did you do after you worked in the, the, the corporation and, and worked with the team? Where did you go then? So I... I was on a crossroad, crossroad, you know, like I, I, I really reached that, like, like that, that pinnacle of my, you know, career. And uh, I knew that if I would stay, I could be, you know, easily, uh, then another role would be probably a creative director, you know, very easy. It's like way too easy uh, at that stage uh, of my life. And I just, I was like, you know, what do I want? Do I want a job like this? Uh, do I want security like this? Pay was really good, you know, pension, all of that, right? But you've really got that good. adventure and, you know, the, the person who wants to go on a journey and, and you know, so, so where does this take you now? I can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like I asked myself very honestly, uh, what do I really want? And, you know, would I, would I regret not exploring more uh, different things? And, you know, what, what was my heart really telling me? And it was always going back to the, the, the idea of going traveling around the world. Because that's what I wanted for so many years. And then I kind of, you know, like I, I tucked it away in my brain somewhere. It got locked up and I just got, you know, you know like just carried away by the stream of whatever events in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I went like, no, hold on a second. Like I really could, I really could do this. Like I really could go and travel. And I, you know, I just said like, I would regret, I would so regret not doing it. So I quit. I quit the job and I went solo traveling around the world for two years uh, on my own. Wow. And that was just, That's just amazing. so life changing uh, on, on so many levels. Uh, also, you know, when I came back from travels, uh, it just made me a, a, a different, I don't know, a different human being in a way. And also it made me so much more flexible and open-minded and really good at problem solving mm-hmm. that, you know, I would never be able to solve certain things or do certain things now if I wouldn't have that exposure to, to travel and experiences right. that actually, you know, I went through uh really just just uh, elevated me to a very different level also as a professional you know uh so it's just mind-blowing what you can learn when you're traveling and especially on your own i would say <laughs> yeah well, that's amazing i mean i i took one solo trip to south korea for me and that was you know like you said kind of life-changing because you do you learn new cultures you learn about different ways to do things that you otherwise never had thought of or understood and <laughs> yeah when i when i went to go eat uh you had to push a button to get service and i didn't understand that and i couldn't understand why they would never come to my table until i realized you have to push the button i mean just the littlest <laughs> things that you learn right <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, you know how many times I watched in a country that, you know, was like very foreign, uh, what, what people are doing, 
uh-huh. and you're just like you're just observing oh oh this is what oh okay this is how so, it's supposed to do this yeah exactly <laughs> you know and, and how many times i made a mistakes like a silly mistakes and obviously people watch you right because you you stand out as a foreigner yeah, you you know? so it's a great entertainment for them you know yes. also <laughs> For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, okay, tell me, you took a backpacking trip to Antarctica. Tell me about that. Ooh, so I was super tempted to, to really see how I can make it, right? Like, how is it possible to go down and see that continent? Uh, and so I started to research a, a little bit online, but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, there is nothing super solid, you know, some travelers, uh, you know, wrote about it, uh, and just give some suggestions, you know, one of the main ones was really, you know, you need to go down to, to Southern part of, uh, Argentina, Tierra del Fuego, Ushuaia. And, and you need to try to see if, if there is a way that you can get yourself, you know, on one of those ships that go down through Drake passage. Uh, so I was literally just, Taking, taking a risk, really, you know, taking chances and, and doing that. Wow. One advantage that I had, I would say, that, that really helped me a lot is that I, I speak fluently Spanish. Uh-huh. So uh, that really opened uh, doors and information. Okay. And, and, you know, people really appreciate when you can uh, crack a joke with them in their yes. own language. <laughs> they go like, oh, what? Where are you from? How come you speak Spanish? Oh, long yeah. story, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so that really helped me a lot because, you know, it's, it's something different when you speak to someone, you know, uh, from there and say, Hey, look, this is who I am. This is where I come from. And you know, this is what I want. And I managed to actually get myself a bed on one of those ships that was going down uh, to, to Antarctica. You managed to do it. I mean, even when you were there, you didn't have it pre-planned or anything. You, no, you had no, there is no, there is, there, there is no, it's not hundred percent, you know, if you, if you are trying to get, get yourself uh, on a, on a ship like this, unless you buy it from your country and then, you know, those prices are, well, like, you know, not the expensive, it's not everyone, you know, there's a, there is a running joke uh, that, you know, usually it's uh, people that are retired that, that can afford and go down to Antarctica on right. you know, one of the, it's not even cruise ships, like cruise ships, uh, the big ones, right? They're not right. allowed to go below a certain, uh, there, 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 is a, there is a market basically on amount that they cannot go below uh, because uh-huh. uh, I think it's something to do with fuel. Uh, gotcha. uh, so there are only certain type of the ships, you know, that they specialize uh, or tours that specialize that, uh, that they'll take you, uh-huh. you know, down all the okay. way down. So, uh, but it's a very niche market when you think about it, you know, and it's like, uh, and that running joke that only retired people go down, it's, it's not a joke, it's actually kind of true. Because I've seen the reality once I right. was on the ship, you know. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> but there were a few young already, people. That, yeah, you've got to do that before then. So, so you must have be, you must have became friends with, with our mature audience then. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, no, no, like no offense to anyone. You know, I think it's amazing when, when people still, any, anyone at any age decides to go down and see the continents, kudos mm-hmm. to them because it is absolutely amazing, amazing trip. Uh, honestly, like I didn't want to come back. I was so fascinated by, by the landscape, the scenery and just vastness. Like I felt so tiny, 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 tiny comparing to what I've seen in there. So it's so beautiful, really. Nice. I'm sure I'm going to return. 
I know. So yeah, I know right? But you can return when you're retired as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that's a good reason, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> if I sure. retire, I don't know if I'm planning to retire or anything. Like, I don't understand that concept, you know, uh, retirement. <laughs> yeah. So, so now you're back from Antarctica. You've started your own journey. Tell me now, um, what you're doing now is what you began. I mean, what started after that, right? So tell me more about what you're working on now with, with your clients and people that you help and who you serve. Sure. So, uh, so, you know, after coming back, uh, I, you know, I was, I was thinking like, Oh, what do I, you know, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? You know, uh, after, <laughs> after the trip and the question was, do I want to end trip? You know, like, do I want to end it? And to be honest, like I had opportunity to stay on a road and be, you know, maybe a traveling a nomad. It's actually really easy once you know, once you, once you see how, how easy it is and really inexpensive in many places. Right. But, you know, there was something that really was still uh, driving me back to come back to Europe and see, you know, uh, what else I would like to do and uh, where is kind of a, you know, where's kind of a hub of, of like-minded people, you know, uh, to, to, that love doing and creating. And I essentially, that's who I am. I'm a creator. I've always been creating something. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess it's just part of me. Uh, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking like, okay, so, so if I come back, um, what would you like to work on? You know, who I would like to basically uh, help with work and uh, what are my kind of a boundaries, you know? So I definitely knew that I do not want to uh, have any kind of a full-time job or, you know, commit myself to any company. Uh, that was like, that's just not an option for me. <laughs> nope, been and, there, done that. Now I need to do my own, huh? <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's not even that, um, it's not even that I need to do on my own, but one thing that I really realized, uh, and this is crucial. Uh, uh, I would say quite important for designers, very important uh, for anyone who has a small business as an entrepreneur is, uh, or uh, anyone who is like a self-employed, uh, you know, uh, doesn't matter what field it is. But one thing I realized is that if I lock myself down as a full-time employee somewhere, that's not going to give me a quick opportunity to work on someone, uh, you know, to help someone else at the same time, uh, you know, with, with, a, with a quality, which, uh, which means that it's much easier when I have my own business to have a look at what projects I want to work on and support. Uh, and me being able to go from project to project that are interesting to me actually are helping uh, so many more people and so many more companies because I'm gaining a different exposure, different experience. I constantly have to be on top of top of my game, so which means I need to educate myself all the time. Uh, you know, it just comes with it. You know, like I cannot like my my type of a you know a work that I do. I cannot say okay, I I now know everything. I you know that's it. I don't need to think about learning anything new. No, that's when you're essentially solving a problems and big problems, mm -hmm. and when you're working with people, you constantly have to be educating yourself. And for me, being in a full time job, that was that was like locking me down into in, into someone else's world where uh, I would be more complacent not to explore that much, you know, into my knowledge. And, and I just, it's definitely much faster. I don't know how it is for you. And I'd love to know your perspective on this, but for me, opening opportunity 
of me uh, running my own business, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being, being my own, you know, boss uh, really allowed me to grow so much more faster and gain so much more experience. Uh, and uh, that in, you know, exchange gives whoever is my client, whoever is the person I'm helping really uh, a, a much better quality you know, much higher quality because I am highly qualified, you know, to, to, to go from experience to experience. And you no, can't, can't get that if you are full time. Okay. You can't like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but no, I'd love I to hear what, what you think it's, about it's this. It's true. <laughs> well, because then you, you know, like you become that problem solver because it's on you to be able to solve those problems for yourself, for your clients and for your employees in my case. And you're right. I mean, it does make you, it, it does, expand your experiences enormously when you know that you have that capability to become who you need to become, not because of someone who is, because you're working for somebody, but because you are doing your own journey, right? You are going through your own process of what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, yeah. critical thinking is, you know, very, <laughs> comes to light very much. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. You know, and you know, now, uh, I, I still, from time to time, take on, uh, take on more complex work for probably like a, you know, a mid-size uh, company. Uh, it really depends from a project, you know. I'm not after like who is the, who is the company uh, and I need that on my, you know, portfolio or website. None of that. Like, I'm, like that's not important to me. But what's important to me is that what are we trying to solve here? So I really like, I have my criteria, uh, you know, for certain projects. So I might be working with a bigger teams, you know, even you know, like uh, on a scale of uh, working in different time zones and different continents. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it really depends from a project, but also this year, really, I started to focus more on a smaller companies and on entrepreneurs. So, so now I, you know, I really, uh, I help entrepreneurs to, to attract their dream customer. Mm -hmm. So they can create consistent growth, uh, solve its purpose and be an independent entrepreneur. And uh, I, I really help them uh, understand how crucial and important customer research is. So, you know, for me, three, 360 person-centric discovery, mm -hmm. uh, brain and uh, heart intelligence and business and client alignment are the keys. Uh, you know, these are the key pillars that, that I really work with and I really tap into and bring into my work, really depending what is the problem uh, we, are, we are here, you know, to solve uh, or what is the challenge. You know, I, I don't even uh, sometimes enjoy saying problem because it's like, hmm, there's a problem. So it's, the conversation is a little bit neg negative. I love using challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What right. is the challenge? You know, like, oh, bring it problems. on. It's like, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I usually say we don't have problems. We have opportunities. <laughs> mm, and we enjoy challenges. <laughs> right, right. Challenges and opportunities, right? I love that. Love it. I love true. it. <laughs> okay, so, okay. One of the questions um, that we have, why is ice hockey like entrepreneurship? Oh, where do we start? So, first of all, I, in my, in my spare time, you know, to keep, uh, to keep fit, I play ice hockey, actually. Uh, you so do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> in here, in here in London, I play actually for, for women's, uh, elite A woman team. of many, many talents. Ice yeah. hockey, that's amazing. What a way to get out uh, all your impression. <laughs> I love, love I love outdoors, uh, and I just love sports and, uh, hockey is, uh, hockey is one of my passions and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. 
So nice. uh, I, I still can keep up with youngsters. Like I'm talking <laughs> like teenagers, you know, skating, uh -huh. kind of, kind of. You, you know, uh, them on how to, you know, how it's done, right? <laughs> well, I certainly have more experience than them, so I can outplay, outplay them in certain ways, how to, uh, like, often. Uh, but that's the game. It's just experience, and, you know, it's so yeah. much, it's such a great game. But why is it, you know, why is ice hockey like entrepreneurship? Like, first of all, you know, being an entrepreneur is a, is a lifestyle choice, and it's a passion. Also, uh, many of many people that do not have that passion towards their self-expression, being their own, you know, uh, driving force in, in life, uh, will most probably not make it. And being an entrepreneur is being in the arena and playing the game. So, so you know, there is a huge difference between uh, a players and spectators. Mm -hmm. So many people can tell you about how to do the business and how to do this and that. And, you know, right. so, so many people go and ask their friends, oh, what would you do? Like, what, what do you think about this? You know, and give me your opinion. If those people never played a game, if right. they never been entrepreneurs, if they never had their skin in the game, right. they probably are not the right people to ask for, a, you know, for, for the advice. And it's the same with any kind of a, you know, it's not just ice hockey, but any kind of a sport. So think of any other team sports that people love is that spectators will have the most amazing ideas, how the players should be, you know, solving certain things in, you know, <laughs> during the game. You should do this. You should do that. No, no, no. Exactly. Don't should on me. <laughs> but they never played it. They never right? played it on their level. So until you are playing on the certain level, and if you never played it, say whatever you want, I'm not going to listen because you, you have no idea how it feels to be in a game. So, you know, entrepreneurship is the same. If you never experienced it, if you never embarked on being responsible, 100% responsible for your actions in your business, in your life, because obviously if you're an entrepreneur, everything rolls back into your private life also because, you know, if you make a decision and it doesn't go the, the right way, you're going to feel the knock on. You're not going to go like when you're in a full-time, you know, job, oh, I'll just find another job, you know, it's just so easy, right? So, <laughs> so it's the same with ice hockey, you know, like uh, you either play it and if you, if you're not really, you know, if you're not active, if you're not playing or you never played, then you have, don't comment, right? Right. So, you have no place to tell me how to, to no, do, you know? <laughs> no, no, it's Exactly. And, you know, another one, uh, another really good one in ice hockey, especially, you will get hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is no way, and it's the same for entrepreneurship. There is no way that in ice hockey, if you play the ice hockey, uh, that you're not gonna get hit, and and it could be even accidental, it, you know, like whatever. But you're gonna get hit, and you're gonna get smashed, and you're gonna go down on the, like on the ice. It's gonna hurt, and you're gonna have to get up really fast, especially yeah. if you're playing game. Otherwise, you can't you you yeah. can't let your team down, right? Just play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same in entrepreneurship. There is, there is no way that you're going to avoid any kind of heat, pain, you know, disappointment, frustration. It's just part of the game. It is part of the game. So, you know, there, is, there are so many similarities, you know. You have to have a game plan. Like, there is no team that have ever won any major tournament or, let's say, you know, standing up mm -hmm. uh, that didn't have a game plan. Right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> That's so true. 
Yep, and if you get knocked down, you just got to get back up again, no matter how hard you got hit, right? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, you just know this, this is part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, which one's another one? You know, work ethic is very important. Like, if you don't practice your skills, especially right. in, in hockey, if you don't skate, and it takes, some, it takes years to master your skills. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're not going to master it, you know, in one or two years. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, you have to have the work ethic to, to, to really uh, uh, be consistent. And, and, and even though you, you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I'm really not, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, right? Yeah. But if you keep on at it and if you forget about, like, if you switch over your head and just practice, 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 you're going to get there. You know, you're going to improve. You know, no matter what, you're going you're gonna to improve your skills. And it's the same with, with business. You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if you think that you're going to master uh let's say a really good example is uh, anyone who is a really good expert uh let's say working for for let's say a corporation uh let's say in marketing you know since we are on marketing expedition podcast right uh, anyone who leaves uh let's say a bigger company and now say okay i had enough i really want to you know i'm really good at this uh, um, and i really want to have my own business now my agency or whatever whatever they decide to do maybe they just want to be a consultant that's absolutely fine mm -hmm. however that reality leaving that job and going into oh this is now my business is a very different thing and you know people don't realize what everything it takes and there is a lot of psychology that you need to chew through with yourself right. you know you need to get scary. to know your, you will scary. get to know yourself yeah. so much better i can tell you that yeah, yeah. well and it, it's interesting because when you do start one of the first things that in marketing where in marketing track of what you want to do is figure out who your customer is going to be and like you said you know working on how to understand your customer best and how to attract the right customers. Let's talk a bit about your work and what you do to help your um, companies invest in their, in, in how to understand what their customers are doing and thinking and feeling. And, you know, we do this empathy map where we empathize with our customer, right? Could create their kind of target audience, but let's, let's hear a little bit more about how you go about doing that. What's your tactic or what's your approach in helping these companies figure out who to go after best. Sure, sure. So, so yeah, so, so what I am very blessed uh, is that I had an amazing exposure uh, and I was able to work, uh, you know, literally by the side of uh, the best brand strategist uh, here in, especially here in, you know, in London, in UK, and just just really uh really amazing uh minds even from the advertising agencies you know uh or creative directors so i have been exposed uh, to really some really bright minds uh and i was able to basically learn from them and then i really started to embrace a lot of uh, design thinking and design thinking is uh is a philosophy and within the philosophy you have different methodologies different uh you know frameworks to work with uh, mm -hmm. and to really go into into clients business and and use it according to wh whatever it needs to be you know sold mm -hmm. uh, which gives you a really really solid uh, you know way of actually solving so many things in a business or right, giving right. and finding the answers to so many assumptions 
mm-hmm. uh, before the businesses actually go and, and invest a, a vast yeah. amount of money actually developing or creating the solutions. Right. So, you know, this I'm thinking is fantastic to to validate the, the ideas uh, before mm-hmm. they are actually produced. Uh, and everything, I am very... I'm, I'm very person-centered, so user, in tech would be a user-centered, uh, you know, consultant or designer where uh, I would be really focusing on customer experience and user experience. With that, uh, basically bringing the idea to the customers or potential customers and then understanding what the business wants on the other side and merging them together. So. It's almost like I would be a lot of time acting as a, you know, lost in translation uh, person in the middle of the storm where mm-hmm. the business thinks they, they know what their customers want. And then I go and actually test it and, and I find out from, from the people, for, from real customers, right. yeah. uh, you know, what they really, you know, are perceiving here, what, what they are really, you know, wanting in here. And then bring it back to business, and I say, "Hey, like you, you, you are really out of alignment. Uh, you know, you are assuming, and this is not the mark. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. it. You're, you're completely off guard. <laughs> completely it, off yeah, off base. you know, yeah. like it's it's uh, it's fascinating how 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 many times I you know I, I experience uh, like the shock on a face. Oh, ah, business, really? Literally, even the business owner, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. no, that, that can't be true. And then obviously, you know, everything I do, I have to, like, I document, uh, I, I speak uh, with the voice of the customer. So I'm, I'm literally, like, I become the customer for the moment. So I can yeah. go back to a business and really replay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and try to educate them and try to make them aware that, uh, this is, you know, not everything is exactly as, you, as you're assuming, basically. So th- this will be, you know, kind of the role, basically, that uh, one of the roles that I, I could take on, uh, you know, in a business. And what I'm seeing in, in uh, small businesses, and especially, you know, uh, with entrepreneurs, is that they are brushing over this state, this stage of, uh, you know, stage of the basically, basically launching a product because when you're launching a product, there is a certain sequence you need to go through. So, you know, very simple one uh, in a very simple uh, terms. First, you need to know your why. You should know why you are doing, you know, what is your purpose of doing this? Uh, Ideally, you should know your why, your personal one also. But, uh, you know, you start with your why. Then you should know your who your customer, who is your dream customer, or who is your target, a specific target audience. Maybe you have two or three different ones, but which one is primary? Yeah. And, and I agree these with people? that. I think people do gloss over that quickly because then they just assume that they know that people are gonna wanna use their product or service or you know that they have hit the mark when they really haven't, right? So I think that's yeah. very important to, to understand who your customer is, absolutely. It, it, it is, you know, and, and, and you know, unfortunately, uh, many, many, like, I, I have so many entrepreneurs as, as, as friends now that I really see this, uh, and they just, they're just not getting it. They're still not getting it. So, you know, right now, like, I am, this is keeping me up at night. Like, I'm <laughs> so, honestly, like, like I, I'm, this is not a joke. Like, I'm like, how, first of all, I'm still, you know, like, I'm exploring and learning on my side how can I best message? Because, you know, I, 
I need to understand how can I best message to really help entrepreneurs to understand that there is a void and there is basically they are jumping, they are jumping, you know, the sequence they shouldn't be jumping because what they are assuming is that, okay, so, uh, you know, that my target audience is my market and my market is my niche where these are two different things. Mm-hmm. Your who is your person, it's your human being. Right. Where they right. are is in the market. So your market is filled with people and you need to first understand who these people are in order to be able to find them because where is location. You see, and this is a big difference. And, you know, I, I can see in direct marketing, especially, you know, and, and the, the, the gurus of the month teaching people, oh, you need to carve your niche. And, you know, the riches are in the niches. I can tell you the riches are not in the niches mm-hmm. unless, you, you know, until, until you know who are the people that should be in your niches because your right. niches will be remaining empty yeah what's even worse filled with the wrong people like yeah. that's a that's a great disaster you 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 are you know getting yourself into if you fill your niche with wrong people you're gonna be stuck in a really nasty loop and you know most people will be burning through your marketing budget your campaign uh you're just gonna be very off target you know and only then you go what is my offer what is my product right and then the tactics how do i deliver the marketing tactics you know what strategies and then when you should know your timings right there is a sequence in there is why who where what how and when Mm -hmm. people well especially especially i mean especially smaller businesses you know entrepreneurs they jump from why i i have this you know desire to launch this product and they either jump into where into the market or into what in straight into the product into their offer yeah and then they're trying to figure out who are the people that could actually really like my product because the product is already here and it's just completely wrong way around this is an old way this is a past century way of of doing things yeah no it's a different approach build it and they will come that's not true you need to have them tell you what they need first and then you can build it and then they will come for sure. Now I, 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 we do a process too where we're empathizing and trying to step into the customer's shoes, you know, for our clients to get them to understand, you know, you are not your own target audience sometimes. And, and that's really hard from a creative standpoint. I'm sure you've, uh, you know, you've, you've presented materials that you know the customer that their end user wants but then they don't like it. And then now suddenly it's, you know, squashed because they don't like it, but they're, they may not be their own target audience, right? They may not be their own uh, person who would purchase from, from them, you know? So, so it is hard to kind of keep that alignment going. And I love that you do that to help make companies and entrepreneurs understand that, you know, you may not be your own audience here. (laughs) You may not, just because you don't like listening to, uh, you know, the, the radio station that your audience listens to doesn't mean that it shouldn't be there, right? And and that is a huge disconnect sometimes where people think that they need to like and you know like the color schemes and the backgrounds and the user experience. Um, but if they're out of the generation or out of the market that they're not serving, mm-hmm. you have to get them to understand that, right? I mean that's that's been that's kind of half the battle, right? <laughs> It is because, you know, like the, the, the core of like really good marketing is your messaging and your offer. Yeah. 
and then design and everything else is just uh, you know it's nice to have like it's it's a beautiful bonus once you really nail it right it's a beautiful domino but if you yeah. do not speak the lingo if you don't know the voice of your customer mm-hmm. literally voice of your customer if your messaging is going to be off yeah like it's just it just it it all has to work together (laughs) you know it's a mistake and you know i can tell you uh like i know for a fact that uh you know with copywriting a really good really good copywriters Mm -hmm. they start with the customer so you know the you know you know the agora publishing Mm -hmm. one of the I don't know, billion, I don't know, I don't know what their profit is. It's just insane. Yeah. Like they're amazing. Like honestly, uh, like as a, as a copywriting, you know, company, they start, their first step is to do research. They do market research and customer research to be able to then, you know, understand everything about their target audience. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know that, how do you know, how do you know, would you would your you know would your customer or potential customers right. actually already know right this is all about a market sophistication if you don't know where within the you know uh market sophistication market sophistication you know stages uh your product or your offer that you are thinking of is you can't you don't know how to message you might it's offend just, them just, you know you might you know say things that they already know like you said and, and if they are more sophisticated than that yeah you might actually offend them and turn them away because you know you're treating them like idiots and you don't want to do that right you want to like you said make sure that they're to the level of where you want them to be and where they need to be and where you're supplying them with the information that they need that's useful and relevant right yeah 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 yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I love that. I could talk about marketing all day with you. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do this. We'll have to do another part, Susanna. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I mean, there is so much, you know, there is so much goodness that can be really shared. Uh, and hopefully, you know, whoever is listening uh, will be able to take away those, those little tiny nuggets that are going to make them think, right? Yes. It's all about asking better questions, you know. Uh, that is so crucial. If you learn how to ask, better expanding quality questions you will get equally better expanding quality answers absolutely i love that for sure well susanna can you tell us how people can reach you or how they can get a hold of you and um you know ways that we can follow you and uh for our listeners Sure. So I would say the best way to start really is uh, through my website, uh, which is uh, zuzanadobro.com. And that's, let me spell it for you. Uh, That's Z-U-Z-A-N-A-D-O-B-R-O.com. And then, yeah, just reach reach out in there. Uh, I'll have links in there to my, you know, uh, social media uh accounts and just yeah just send me a message i I love uh, i love to talk to people basically excellent and we'll we'll put that in the the show notes and everything too so uh one last question we didn't really get to to talk about but what is so so that's what you were saying i guess really the who method um Mm. and and that's really the that's kind of what you call it right the who method of everything that we were discussing right 
Yeah, yeah, like the the whole method, and, and anyone, I mean, anyone wants to check it out. Uh, it's uh, thewholemethod.com, and it's really, really focusing on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs with their customer research, uh, and uh, really looking into that, you know, three sixty uh, view of uh, you know person centric research and what it actually means because customer research is different to market research, mm-hmm. so. Unless you understand the differences, uh, you know, you probably will only have half of the picture or you've been only getting half of the picture of information and intel into your, into your business. So there is so much more to it. And, you know, for people to understand really where I'm coming from is that, you know, bigger companies and especially, uh, you know, design-driven companies that are really successful now uh, are employing teams of specialists to do customer research and market research and you know user experience and customer experience and they you know they hire a lot of people a lot of specialists to do this work for them and there is a reason behind that so this is the knowledge i'm bringing you know to to smaller businesses and entrepreneurs because i will be usually the one working behind the scenes on on a big campaigns and big ideas big you know uh, projects really uh, and even the small ones for startups, uh, you know, just to, just to see, you know, validate a lot of, lot of the things for the business before it's actually make, built. Make sure it's a viable product that people and, Yeah, want. exactly. You know, yeah. saving a lot of, a lot of money. Uh, if you, honestly, having the intel, having the knowledge and understanding how to do it, how to run your research, how to gather the information, it's everything in a business. Without that, you, it's going to be very hard. You, you're gonna it's gonna be a long be road a, a swing and a miss the goal is not <laughs> going to be bad <laughs> you to said it that's right <laughs> well thank you Susanna this has been a wonderful conversation today and I hope people will uh, reach out to you and look at your website and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again and we'll we'll dive deep into more about what you're doing and and uh and get to hear about your next adventure, right? And, oh, <laughs> and I love traveling. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And for our listeners, uh, we want to encourage you to check out themarketingexpedition.com uh, where this podcast and several others will be as well uh, as along with a lot of information that's there for you uh, to go on your marketing expedition journey. And until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.